You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Well, I bring you, we bring you greetings from George. Last week we were away in George. How many people had a great time in the service? Yes. Come on. Giants at the peak. Amen. Yeah, I appreciate Pastor Ryan for bringing that word. Amen. And uh, yeah, the giants are in trouble, right? Because we have, we started from giants within. Yes? Giants on your path. And then giants of destiny. Yes, destiny giants. We dealt with those. Then we dealt with falsehood. Come on. And then at the peak. Huh. So anywhere giants are hiding. The true giants. It's time for the true giants. Hallelujah. It's time for the true giants. So let the true giants stand up. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. The real giants. Come on, turn to someone, give them a fist pump or whatever. Just tell them, well done, real giant. You look like a real giant to me. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you again for your word, which is spirit and is life. Always changing us, transforming us, making us more like you. Yes. I want to say thank you. I thank you for every single one. Under the sound of my voice, Lord God. And as we go into your word, I ask that there will be a release, oh Father God, of your power, your glory. There, there, there will be Oh, Father, an emergence, oh, Father God, of the giant spirit in each and every one. In the name of Jesus, let grasshopper mentalities be permanently destroyed. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I declare that nothing will defeat these ones. From now onwards, in the name of Jesus, there'll be a special grace will be released upon them. It will fall upon them and transform each and every one in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So, giants, the first time giants appear, we see that in Genesis chapter 6. Okay? In Genesis chapter 6, that's where the, that's the first appearance of giants in the scripture. Genesis chapter 6. And there, um, okay, let's just read it. Because I just wanted to mention it in passing, but let's read it. In Genesis chapter 6, and we'll look at verse number 4. Yeah. It says, there were giants on the earth in those days. 
And also afterward, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, these were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. All right? This was not a good thing. It was a, it was a negative thing. All right? So these were, this is a reference to um, fallen angels who, who um, married the daughters of men and produce offspring. And the offspring were giants. The offspring were giants. And the whole plan of the enemy was to corrupt the human race beyond redemption. And God immediately intercepted that through the flood of Noah. All right? God intercepted that and kept a righteous remnant in the person of Noah and his family. God destroyed the rest of humanity, and then he started afresh with Noah. Amen. Okay. So, giants in this context were evil. They were wicked, terribly wicked, strong, and, and uh, yeah, Violent, <laughs> okay? It was, this was a spirit that was released on the earth at that time. And so God judged humanity at that time. But now, let's go, let's go to Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. This was when um, Moses, when Moses sent some spies to go and spy the promised land. All right? He sent 12 spies to go and spy the promised land. And when these guys came back, 10 of them had what the Bible calls an evil report. An evil report. So let's look at, let's look at um, from verse 27. He says, then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. So, they had fruit to show. To show and to confirm what God told them. What God told them. So, they are saying that, yes, the land truly flows with milk and honey. In fact, look at the fruit. And the Bible tells us that they had a cluster of grapes on a pole. How many people have eaten grapes lately? Okay, you love grapes. You go, I don't know, wherever you buy your grapes. You know, in that, in that pack, how many clusters? <laughs> Several clusters <laughs> in that small pack, right? Several clusters. But these guys come back from the promised land. They had one cluster on a pole. 
So somebody stood in front, another one behind, and they put the grapes in the middle. Wow. They're carrying one cluster. That's, that's what God was giving his people. So, giant fruits. Giants need to eat giant fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So, instead of them to see that God was trying to make giants out of them, they got carried away by what they saw. They got carried away by what they saw. Then let's read the next verse. It says, 28, Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. Of course, giants are supposed to be strong. Is that not so? Are giants supposed to be weak? No, they're strong. Who do you think cultivated that land? Who cultivated the cluster of grapes? The cluster of grapes that two men carried on a pole, a giant will carry it with one hand. So God needed some giants to cultivate the land for his people. Are you following me? Yeah. The kind of agriculture that was taking place by giants, you could not compare it. When you have time, go, go to the, when you go to the, uh, when you have time, just Google giant footsteps in South Africa. You will see the footsteps, a man standing, in fact, if I thought of it, I would have shown it to you. Oh, media guys, if you can find it. <laughs> yeah. A man is standing by the rock, and there's a footprint. The footprint is the height of the man. That's the footprint of a giant. So, sometime, long ago, there were giants in the land. <laughs> so, giants are men of great stature. Are you following me? Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> Men of great stature. So look at what the Bible says. It says, they said, the men who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Wonderful. It's good to have descendants of Anak there. If there are giants somewhere, you should want to go there. Okay? You should want to go there because there's something that giants ate. The giants that survive in that land are feeding on something that you need to feed on. All right? Yeah. So let's skip down to verse 31. It says, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. 
There is always a purpose for giants. They needed to be strong to cultivate the land. They needed to be strong to build fortified cities. Okay? Remember, God had told them that you will inherit cities you did not build. Houses you did not build, you will inherit. Somebody has to build them. So giants are necessary. Giants are necessary. Then they, they, they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. Isn't it interesting? It devours its inhabitants and yet you saw giants there. So that means it could not dev- devour the giants. That's the reason why we need to go there. Because we are giants as well. So if giants can survive there, guess what? I will thrive there. That's the mentality you need to have. Okay. Yeah. And then he says, all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Praise the Lord. They are not, thank God, they are not pygmies that they saw. Thank God it's giants. Imagine pygmies building houses. Can you enter that house? Can you enter a house built by a pygmy? Can you sleep on a bed built by a pygmy? So giants have a purpose. Glory to God. They were men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anna came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Now, we've been dealing with these giants all these weeks. And now, it's time for the real giants to stand up. Okay? It's time for the real giants to stand up. But now, I'm, I'm reading this so you can see that there is a stature, okay, that characterizes a giant. There is a kind of strength that characterizes a giant. Hallelujah. There are many qualities. There are several qualities that characterize a giant. And you need to have those qualities as well. You need to develop those qualities. You need to allow God to build those qualities in you. So, when God is making a giant out of you, don't expect him to take you through the training of babies. Okay? You know, the strength training of a giant is not the same as the strength training. Of a child. Yeah. Bongwe, is that not true? This guy tortured me in the gym one time. <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> yeah. And he would say, no, push. Again. Again. And he's adding and he's adding and he's adding. And I'm like, I'm 
hey, I'm finished. I can't. He said, no, you can't do it. I can't. He said, no, you can't do it. And he keeps doing that. But I can assure you, he can't do. He can't use the same training for his son. Correct? Yeah, he won't. Why? Because he knows there's a limit. So if God is training you to be a giant, don't expect him to give you those, you know, those dumbbells. <laughs> Hallelujah. Five kilograms. <laughs> Say, yeah, I'm becoming a giant. <laughs> So that's what some people want in the spirit. That's all they want God to put on them. Just God should just, uh, that's all. God, let me just, let's just carry this one. This one is okay. I feel good with this one. Yeah. I can, in fact, I can skip with this one. You know? And God is saying, okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, that's good for warm up. Now it's time for the real giants. Glory, glory. I want you to begin to look at life different. Okay? Don't allow, don't allow the perceptions around you to determine your approach to life. Let God's word determine your approach to life. Yeah. If you want to be a giant, you want to be a giant, so I have some qualities. I listed some, what I call, seven S's, <laughs> okay, that characterize a giant, okay? Number one, they have a solid knowledge of God. Somebody says solid knowledge. If you don't know God, you cannot be a spiritual giant. It's impossible. If you know your ancestors more than God, you will assume the size of your ancestors. Do you get my point? Yeah. If you know anything more than God, more than you know God, then you assume the size of what you know. Yeah, that's what will determine your spiritual stature. So Daniel 11.32, the B part says, They, they that know their God shall be strong. Hallelujah. They that know their God shall be strong. So the making of giants begins with the knowledge of God. Begins with the knowledge of God. That means you need to strive to know God. More than you know your celebrities. Now, if you know your celebrities more than you know God, your life will go in the direction of your celebrities. Not in the direction of God. If you know Netflix more than you know God, I'm telling you, your life will be reduced to the size of Netflix. 
So it begins with knowing God. Turn to someone and say, it begins with knowing God. They that know their God shall be strong. The reason why you are weak is because you don't know God. Yeah. Can you see the Bible? The people who know their God shall be strong. Just like we read in, 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 in Numbers, the men of this land are strong. They said they are stronger than we. Do you know why they said that? Because they didn't know God like Joshua and Caleb. They didn't know God like Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb knew God, so Joshua and Caleb were giants in the spirit. Physically, their stature was not like that of giants, but in the spirit, their stature was like that of giants. Amen? Yeah. So if you know your circumstance more than you know God, you have been reduced to the size of that circumstance. Are you getting my point? Yeah. If there's anything oppressing you and you know the oppression more than you know God, then you have become a grasshopper to the oppression. So it is important to know God. Knowing God is key. And it's not knowing about God. No, no, no. And most people know about God. But knowing God and knowing about God are two different things. They're two different things. In fact, the Hebrew understanding of knowledge is not intellectual. The, the Hebrew concept of knowledge is not intellectual knowledge. It is experiential knowledge. That's a Hebrew concept. You study the Bible. That's a Hebrew concept. The Greek concept of knowledge is intellectual. But the Hebrew concept of knowledge is relational. Hallelujah. It's experiential. So when he says they that know their God, it's not those that have read about God. Reading about God does not mean you know God. So that's why the church, the body of Christ is weak today because we don't know God. We know about God. We've read about God, but we have not experienced Him as we should. That's why when situations come, we start collapsing. We start falling apart. The reason why we fall apart is because we don't know God. Because the Bible says, they that know their God shall be strong. How many people want to know God? You want to know God more than you need to press Him. Hallelujah. Go beyond intellectual knowledge. Intellectual knowledge is a, is a good beginning. It's almost like taking the baby step. But now you want to take giant steps. Then you need to go into experiential knowledge. You see... That's why Jeremiah says that you need to, he that will boast should boast in the fact that he knows me, says the Lord. Yeah. So if you have to boast about your bank account and you don't know God, you are a grasshopper with a fat bank account. You see? So you cannot be a giant 
if you don't know God. So the real giants that we're asking to stand up are the men and women who know their God. The men and women who know their God. That is the difference between David and Saul and the rest of the army of Saul. The rest of the army of Saul, they knew about God, but they didn't know God. Unlike David, David knew God. Hallelujah. He knew God. Although he was just a lad, probably 14, 15 years old, maximum 16. You know, he goes to battle and he sees this giant. And this giant, for one month, is standing and putting out a challenge. Not one person in Israel could go against this giant. <laughs> Can you imagine that? But then, God brought somebody that knew him. So it's not about age. Tell us someone say it's not about age. Yeah, it's not about age. And also it's not about size. Come on, say it's not about size. Yeah. It depends on who you know. Depends on who you know. So David comes and he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine to defy the armies of the living God? He says, I will take him on. Yeah, obviously he heard about the benefits. He was motivated. more. <laughs> yeah, but he says, look, and he tells Saul, I'm going to sort this guy out. And Saul is looking at this young boy and he says, hey, this guy, please. You know, this man has been a fighter from his youth. No, he's a giant. The whole nation, nobody can match him. And you, look at you. And Saul tries to give him his arm, his, his armory that didn't work for him. He's trying to give it to David. And David says, no, I don't need that. The knowledge of God I have is enough. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so David goes with the knowledge of God. He says to Saul, I was looking after my father's sheep. A bear came and I ripped it to pieces with my hands. You know how strong a bear is. <laughs> if a bear just one finger, <laughs> what it can do. It's amazing. And David he, he, he killed it. And then he says, a lion as well. So what was he saying? I have experience. Turn to someone and say, I'm going to have my own experience. Yes. There are experiences that make people giants. Yeah, experiences. God uses experiences. Those that know their God will be opportune to experience certain things that others cannot testify about. So they that, they that know their God shall be strong. Amen? Because it is knowing God that transforms you from a grasshopper to a giant. It's the knowledge of God. But if you don't know God, 
You've just been looking at things like every other person. You'll be approaching life like every other person. You'll be dealing with challenges like every other person. When everybody is crying, you will cry. When everybody gets depressed, you will also get depressed. When everybody is afraid, you will also be afraid. Hmm? If everybody is falling sick, you will also fall sick. Stop it. Turn to someone and say, stop it, stop it. You're a giant. Amen. So stop it. Say, my case is different. Hallelujah. Amen. Your case is different. So stop experiencing everything everybody around you is experiencing because they don't know God like you. So if you know God, you need to walk different. Giants have spiritual power and strength. First, they have a solid knowledge of God. Then they have spiritual power and strength. Oh, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. It says they shall mount up with wings as eagles. There is a kind of strength that giants have. Do you understand me? There is a kind of power they have. So they mount up with wings as eagles. And if you know how the eagle operates, the eagle is the king of birds. It goes to heights that other birds cannot survive. Yeah? Thousands of feet. Other birds, once they go, <laughs> you know, particular level, they can't go beyond that. So that's why if, a, if an eagle picks, if, if an eagle picks anything, and takes it to that height. It doesn't even need to do anything. It, will, it just needs to fly at that height. That thing will die. It will suffocate. It will die. So giants in the spirit. Have the ability to mount up. Hallelujah. They are able to mount up above the situation. They are able to mount up above the prevailing circumstances. And so, when an eagle is going to mount up, it looks for the direction of the wind. Hallelujah. That's why it says they shall mount up. They 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 don't just, they don't do like chicken. You don't see chicken. He's flapping his wind. He's not going anywhere. At most, one meter. <laughs> one meter, two meters above the ground. It's, it's, it's down. But a lot of activity is taking place. <laughs> a lot of activity is taking place. It's just there. But the eagle is not like that. The eagle waits for the storm. Hallelujah. 
When there is a storm, ooh, that's the best time for the eagle. Because now it just, whoop, and it just ascends. And that's how you're going to ascend. Hallelujah. You've got spiritual power. You've got spiritual strength. One of the things God told, um, God said about man in Genesis chapter 1, verse verse 28, it says, have dominion over the birds of the air. Hallelujah. So a giant is supposed to have dominion. Supposed to have dominion over all that God has made. You see, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea. It starts from the sea. Then, to the birds of the air and every living thing that moves on the earth. So, man was given dominion. Okay? What makes the bird special? The bird is a specialist in the air. Okay? The bird is a specialist in the air. So, God is saying, as a giant, you are not restricted to the ground. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can also be an expert in the air. Mount up with wings as eagles. So if there are powers in the air, I remember the times I used to pray against witches. Anyway, I still do sometimes when I feel like. But now they don't disturb me like they used to before. So, yeah. So, (laughs) but if they try, They know what's coming. Hallelujah. So if they are flying at night, there is a superior power. Amen? Amen. That you can bring them down. I freeze every activity of witchcraft within this vicinity. In the name of Jesus. Every witch that is flying in the air, be frozen. Fall down. Lose your ability to fly. (laughs) It's like fairy tales when you hear these things. But I don't want to go into that. Hmm? So a giant has... You have power. Amen? Amen? Spiritual power. You have spiritual strength. You have the capacity. So that's why when you see a challenge, don't just look at the challenge and meditate on the challenge. Look inside you. Hallelujah. Look inside you because there is a strength. There is a power that is inside you. All right? So there are some times that you need certain situations in order to reveal your true identity. Yeah, you need to, go, you need to face certain challenges in life. Challenges are good. That's why we eat giants for breakfast. 
Giants have a special diet. Somebody say special diet. So we, our diet, part of our diet is eating giants. So if you find any giant, please eat it. Devour it. Hallelujah. Devour it very, very well. Look at Numbers. Let's go to Numbers chapter, um, chapter 14. In Numbers chapter 14, where is that place now? He says that they are bread for us. Verse 9. Okay, verse 9. Numbers 14. Verse 9. Oh my goodness. When the real giants are talking, when real giants are talking, you better listen. Okay? So the real giant says, Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. How many people ate bread this morning? They are our bread. Hallelujah. Who is he referring to? Giants. He's referring to giants. So, the diet... That will make you a giant is that you need to eat giants. Eat challenges. Face challenges. Face impossible situations. And devour them. Hallelujah. When you devour them, then you you take what they had that made them of great stature. You have it. It becomes part of your DNA. Stop running from challenges. Run to them. Be like David. He ran to Goliath. The rest were running away from Goliath. No, but no, not David. Not David. David runs to Goliath. And in one day, he became a national phenomenon. So when God, when God sets giants in front of you, it's because he's trying to promote you. He's trying to promote you and you're running away. Stop it. Devour them. He said they are bread. They are our bread. Their protection has departed from them. Hallelujah. And the Lord is with us. You see, you see, when you know God, There is a way you talk is different. So the way you talk is different. Because the media is saying something. doesn't mean you should say the same thing. Because the community is saying something. doesn't mean you should say the same thing. What is God saying? That's what you should say. So you can see the real giants here talking. Caleb and Joshua. Hallelujah. They are talking. And they are saying no. These guys, they look big, but don't be afraid. They are our bread. We're going to eat them up. We eat giants for breakfast. Come on, turn to someone and say, we eat, I eat giants for breakfast. I devour giants for breakfast. Hallelujah. Yes. So when you see challenges, run to them. Hallelujah. And so where is the God of David? Come on. Amen. Amen. 
You see, when Elisha, after Elisha took God, um, Elijah's mantle, mantle uh, Elijah was taken to heaven. The first challenge that Elisha faced was the Jordan River. That was his first challenge. Some of you, your challenge is not even up to that. Elisha's first challenge was the Jordan River. And he looks at it. But he knew something. Hallelujah. They that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So he comes and he says, where is the God of Elijah? The river just opened. Hallelujah. And the sons of the prophet from afar, look, they say, oh my goodness, there's a new giant in town. Hey! And they come and then they bow. I'm telling you, many giants in the faith have been taken home to be with the Lord. It's, there is vacancy in the spirit. I said there is vacancy in the spirit. Hallelujah. You need to rise up. And begin to manifest. Begin to manifest. There is something inside you. There is something inside you. You need to know what it is. Hallelujah. They that know their God shall be strong. And they will do exploits. So your spiritual diet is important. You need to to face challenges. It's part of your diet. Do you get my point? Elisha needed that challenge. He needed that challenge. In order to manifest. You need challenges so that you can manifest something. Don't run away. Stop it. That's how to be a giant. When you, every time you, you, anything happens, oh, you freak out and you run away. You freak out and you run away. And you want to be a giant. No, that's a grasshopper mindset. Can't you see how grasshoppers, they never confront anything. Grasshoppers are always running. Always hopping, 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 hopping. And they have muscular legs. Huh? Just pew. Jump over, run away, run away, run away. They can't face nothing. That's how many Christians are. No backbone. No courage. The slightest thing, they are finished. Slightest thing. They are finished. The slightest thing, they need, they need a pill to, to, to just calm them down. What is that? That's a grasshopper. But if you are a grasshopper, you are being transformed today. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Let this word enter your spirit and do a work in your spirit and change you from a giant, from, from, 
from a, a, you know, a, a person who is scared of giants to being a giant who is looking for other giants. Yeah. That's it. But it starts with knowing God. Challenges are good. Turn to someone and say, challenges are good. Amen. How are you going to exercise your spiritual muscles? How are you going to, how do you train? You know, you know what they call resistance training, right? Yeah. We need that. We need challenges. I'm not going to pray for God to give you challenges because you already have some. Okay? But I want your mindset to change about them. Yeah. Your mindset needs to change about your challenges. You don't need pity. Nobody should pity anybody. Hallelujah. Tell them, come on, you can do it. You can do it. The greater one is in you. You can do it. I see greatness in you. I see giant slayers. Those are the kind of people God will entrust with powers that will shake the nation. But if you're always running, always ducking and diving, every time ducking and diving, the slightest thing, you can't even stand, you can't resist anything. The inner giants in you, you, you they have taken over. You have not defeated them. You have not subdued them. Because you see, when you, if you don't deal with those insecurities, if you don't deal with those fears, if you don't deal with those anxieties, if you don't deal with those offenses, if you don't deal with those things, you cannot face giants. Yeah. So the real giants subdue those things. When they have opportunity to be offended, they say, no, not me, not today. Hallelujah. Amen. When they have opportunity to be, to be jealous, they say, no. Not here. When they have the opportunity to be afraid, to be anxious, they said, no. That's right. Those are people that have defeated inner giants. So when they stand... And the giant looks at them. He looks inside and he sees, oh, there's no giant inside them. That has, there's no fear. There's no timidity. There's no anxiety. Huh? There's no doubt. There's no unbelief. They, he can see through. Like Jesus says, the prince of this world comes, but he has no part in me. He looked inside and he sees there's nothing of me inside him. That's how it's supposed to be. Real giants don't allow issues to just derail them. Do you understand? Yeah, they don't allow their emotions to rule them. Your emotions cannot be your leader. How? How do you do that? 
Don't allow that. Come on. It's just emotions. It's just feelings. Feelings come, feelings go. Are there not things that give you good feelings? You know, you have different people have different things. For me, if I want to have a good feeling, I know what to do. Huh? If I feel bad, I, just, I know what to do to, have, to feel good. So feelings are... You can't, pre, you can't build anything with feelings. They have their place, but they're not supposed to rule you. Hallelujah. Giants have super faith. Somebody say super faith. Yeah, that's why they can move mountains. That's why they can move mountains. Because they have super faith. But how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? The word of God. Hallelujah. So you need to be in a position where you hear God all the time. If you are going to be strong, if you are going to have super faith, you need to be in a place where you hear God all the time. All the time. Hearing God. It doesn't come by having heard God. Faith does not come by what you heard yesterday. No, faith comes right now. Faith is coming. As the word is coming, faith is coming. Faith is coming into your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Faith is coming. We're going to take Midran. You have faith for that? going to take it. Yeah. But God is building, building something in you. They say capacity is building in you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Go read Hebrews 11. You see there about heroes of faith. Those are giants of faith. The things that they did. Ordinary people like you and I. Who had weaknesses like you and I. Who had imperfections like you and I. But yet, they became giants in the spirit. You see? Hallelujah. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord and my God. Mm, mm, mm. Super faith, super faith. Yes. Giants have significant impact. Somebody says significant impact. You know, if you, are, if you are a giant, it affects the kind of impact you make. Giants cannot have grasshopper impact. And grasshoppers cannot have giant impact. You understand? Yeah, so it's time for you to start thinking about how you can make impact. So it's not so much about your physical stature, but it's about the scope of your impact. Amen. Haven't you read about people who, in fact, Paul, Paul was a man of small stature. Okay? In other words, physically, he was a short guy. And they used to make fun of him because of that. <laughs> but... Look at his impact. That was a giant. So there are some people who are physically massive, but no impact. But there's people who are small in stature, but serious impact. 
So who is the real giant there? You see? So you can measure the real giant from the size of the impact. Yeah, the size of the impact. Hmm. You can measure the size, the spiritual size of a church, not from the numbers, but from the impact. Although the numbers are important. But the impact. Don't joke with the impact. Hallelujah. I know a man who who sealed a whole city. A whole city. Witches could not enter there. Because he spoke, he stood and says, no. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because I say so. That's the real giant. (laughs) That's a real giant. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So, you want to make impact. Don't walk by sight. Walk by faith. Start increasing your impact. Ask God to increase your impact. God. But anyway, be careful. When you ask God to increase your impact, God doesn't answer prayers the way you think. Okay? For example, when you say, God, make me strong. He's going to start. So the first thing is that he will give you a giant of a problem. Yeah. So you need to now take it on. But you don't know that that problem came as an answer to the prayer you prayed. Then you freak out. Yeah. (laughs) There are some things I'm going through that are as a result of the prayers I prayed. You know, I didn't know until God gave me revelation. He said, no, you you prayed for this, right? That's why you're going through this. Oh. (laughs) But by the end of it, oh, catapusta. It's going to be catastrophic. So go through it. Those are your training wheels. Amen? Those are your training wheels. Those of you that used to ride bicycle, remember when you were a kid and you had training wheels? Then after some time, you know, they remove one. Then you have... You are riding with three, then they remove the other one. Then now you can ride on two. So the ones by the side, those are your training wheels. So your training wheels is those giants that God brings for you to deal with. So stop freaking out. God is making a giant out of you. Exciting stuff. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But another thing about giants is serious humility. Somebody says serious humility. Because when you, when you humble yourself, you get exalted. But if you inflate yourself, you'll be brought down. So the key to being of great stature, one of the keys of being of great stature is to keep bringing yourself down. Keep humbling yourself. When you humble yourself, there are some people who can't be corrected because they are too proud. 
Some people can't be rebuked because they are too proud. Some people can't be, can't be taught because they are too proud. Some people can't. They're just too much. Pride is complicated. Turn to someone and say, pride is complicated. Yeah. You don't need it. Giants don't need it. Hallelujah. So now, the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. How many people know that Jesus is in us? The Bible says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. If Christ is in you, if Christ is in you, when you face a situation, what do you do? You look to Christ in you. Don't look to the situation. Look to the Christ in you. Because he, he is the giant of all giants. And you have him inside you. Caleb and Joshua, they said, no, they are bread for us, right? He says, God is with us. So, to, for them, God was with them. But for us, God is in us. So, we should even be more giant slayers than Joshua and Caleb. Yeah, because we have him inside. He's not just with us, he's inside us. Hallelujah. So, we should be devouring giants. Eat giants for breakfast. Katapustaha. Hallelujah. My time is gone. But I want us to pray right now. I want to release giant slaying unction in this house. Hallelujah. Whatever it will take for you to rise. The same things that used to defeat you, you go and face them with a new boldness. You know what he told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1? Go read Joshua chapter 1. Giants should know certain scriptures. There are certain scriptures giants should be feeding on. Joshua chapter 1 is one of those. Because God was preparing Joshua, he was going to face giants. And remember, Moses, he was a super giant. In fact, Moses was a superpower. He was a superpower. He brought down the whole of Egypt. You understand? With the power of God, the great I am that I am was with Moses. And he transformed Moses into a superpower. Now Moses is dead. Joshua is supposed to fill the shoes of this superpower. Do you know how intimidating that was? And God says, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. Say, that's power. power. Amen. And now God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is power. He says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That is power. He says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That is power. When you start feeding on those kind of scriptures, then the giant Starts emerging. Hallelujah. You look at situation instead of crying. You say, ha, ha, ha. Bring it here. Let's try this one. Hmm. Yeah. Remember the time that one time I had to 
Deal with the demon. I, I got excited. I said, hey, long time, no cast out demon. Man, let's go for this one. With my other friends in our 20s. Hallelujah. But you know, it's because of what we knew. Then you face life different. So, Lord, I pray for everyone. I break every mindset of a grasshopper over this church, over everyone. In the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of self-pity. In the name of Jesus, I crush that spirit. In the name of Jesus, I release the giant slaying spirit. Let the real giants stand up in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now begin to arise. Stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. Just begin to declare, I'm a real giant now. In Christ Jesus, I'm, I'm a real giant. I eat giants for breakfast. I will not run from challenges. I will not run from situations. I will face them with courage. I will face them with boldness. The Lord is with me. The greater one is in me. Nothing will defeat me. As it was said to Joshua, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. I declare in the name of Jesus, no power will defeat me. In the name of Jesus, I've got super faith. Hallelujah. My breakfast is giants. I eat challenges for breakfast. I eat challenges for lunch. I eat challenges for dinner. In the name of Jesus. Father God, transform my thinking. Transform my mindset from that of a grasshopper to that of a giant. In the name of Jesus. Let the giant spirit of God manifest. Let it begin to manifest in my life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. How many people are ready to face the next giant? Woo! Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. This is liberating. You are free. Every shackle around your mind is broken. In the name of Jesus. Every mindset that has restricted you, stunted your growth, stunted your progress, is broken right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I release the mind of Christ over you. The mind of Christ to be imposed over your mind. In the name of Jesus. You will start thinking like Jesus. You will start viewing life like Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Every programming in your mind that has restricted you, 
is changed. It's reprogrammed right now in the name of Jesus. Your brain is rewired to slay giants. They said, wait, the mindset of giants. Receive the mindset of giants in the name of Jesus. The kind of mindset that Jesus had. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. It's yours. It's yours. Receive it. The Bible has made it clear. You have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. So receive. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. I speak peace over your mind. Anyone that is going through any situation that has kind of crippled you, now I command, I command you to rise up and start walking. In the name of Jesus, begin, begin to walk right now. You are free. You are free. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In every sphere of your life, spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, socially, I command a release. Professionally, professionally, I command a release right now. In your business, I command a release right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You make giants out of these people. Lord, I just ask that they will be known in the land as the new giants. They will be known as the new giants in the land. They will be known as the new giants in their communities. Hallelujah. In their families. They will start rising. They will start taking their place in the spirit. They will start manifesting giant nature of God in them. Thank you, Father. I give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.